Hello, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. We are the weekly show where you can get your tips on English football for the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two. And my God, are we in a good run of form right now, Tom? We are, mate. We are. Uh, I really love the energy on the intro. Uh, Yeah, we're recording on Wednesday night and we've just seen uh, two very successful nights of Twitter tips. So I think we put up seven on Tuesday, just one lost. Uh, then we put five up on Wednesday and just one lost. And off the back of that, on the weekend before on the show, we got one of our bigger uh, trebles up. Probably not the biggest, but probably the biggest for a while. 12.18 was the winner. Uh, dramatic fashion. We'll cover it later on in further detail but yeah we're uh we're on fire at the moment so if you join in for the ride for the first time welcome but yeah so plenty to sink our teeth into this weekend obviously we're going to hope to continue our hot streak um we are sponsored by matchbook.com and you can get a sign up bonus 30 pound money back as a free bet if you sign up to matchbook using the code tfb podcast during the registration stage um so you bet 30 pounds if it doesn't win, that will be refunded to your account as a free bet to uh, use on something else. So it's an excellent opportunity to um, to try out a treble. Before we get started, I just wanted to uh, to advertise quickly um, the Twitter channel, T underscore FB podcast. If you do want to join in on future midweek tips, uh, we don't have the capacity to do a pod yet for midweek games. So that's the exclusive place to join in the discussion and uh, yeah, just kind of get involved with us kind of after hours, T underscore FB podcast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're watching on video, I do feel like I've let the side down because for probably the first time in about, I don't know, a year, I forgot to wear a football top for the pod. <laughs> I've shown you up in a beautiful Ajax number as well. It is nice. It is nice. But yeah, I'm in my plain black hoodie because uh, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, not not, um, not, a, not a fan of that, to be honest. With you you got to get some long sleeve shirts. What, what about that? Wear some know. goalie tops. Yeah, get some goalie tops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so let's go through the Premier League. Then we're going to go through each game uh, one at a time, picking out our best bets and any little discussion points. Then we'll go through the Championship, League 1 and League 2, picking out our highlights. Uh, all odds we read out on the show today are taken from matchbook.com and we get kicked off in the Premier League on Saturday at 12.30 with Aston Villa against Arsenal. Villa are 4.7 for the win. The draw is 3.85, Arsenal 1.87. Now, as you said, we're recording on Wednesday night. We're fresh off the back of Man City beating Arsenal at the Emirates, 3-1. Uh, and this comes after Arsenal faltered at the weekend against Brentford and um, prior to that against Everton as well. So this is an Arsenal side now um, without winning three consecutive games. And it's not the easiest trip away at Villa. Is there anything you've got your eye on for this particular game? So before I saw the price, I didn't want to back Arsenal. But I'm having a look... At that 1.87, <clears throat> excuse me, and I find, I do fancy him to get back on track. I think uh, when a team's in bad form, 
like Arsenal are right now, and it's their first blip, I'd say, of the season, um, you can do one or two things, can't you? You can write them off and think, yeah, they're going to go off the rails a little bit, or you can back them, even when they're in the losing streak, to turn it round because you believe that they've got the ability to do so. And I, I'll i be honest with you, if this was 1.5, 1.4, maybe even 1.6, I don't think I'd be into it. But at the price that they are uh, pinned up at, at the moment, that 1.88, I am interested. I'll be honest with you. I still believe in, uh, in Arsenal and Villa. Loads of problems at the back, and I can just see Saka and his mates uh, running riot a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I was uh, going to go for the goals angle. So I was looking at both teams to score at 1.92. Um, if you look at Aston Villa at home, they've only kept one clean sheet in their last eight. So, yes, they're capable of scoring. They have been scoring a goal or two in most games at home. Uh, but, yeah, do tend to let one or two in as well. And Arsenal haven't kept a clean sheet in five consecutive games across all competitions. So um, they're not exactly watertight at the moment either. So for me, um, whilst yes, I agree, I, I could see Arsenal getting back on the wagon here. I think both teams to score is is the way I'd go um, as my main play on this particular game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Moving into the three o'clock stone, we've got a nice bunch of three o'clock to sink our teeth into this weekend. Uh, we're going to start off with going to start off with Brentford against Crystal Palace. One point nine one for Brentford, three point six for the draw, and four point eight for Palace to get the win. Um, look, this is a Palace side, no wins in seven, and it really feels like if things keep going as they are. Um, and teams in the lower half of the Premier League keep picking up points like they have been doing in recent weeks. You know, we're talking Leicester's, Forest, Wolves, West Ham's, Everton's to an extent. It's only a matter of time before Palace start getting sucked in. Um, you know, they're, they're only on 25 points. Leicester 24, Forest 24, Wolves 23, West Ham 20. You know, that they're in poor form. I don't think they'll win this weekend against Brentford. I, I absolutely think Brentford will get a win, um, partly because of this Palace poor form, partly because Brentford are very good at home. I don't ever really like going against Brentford as it is, uh, particularly when they play at um, at their at their home ground. But yeah, just just I think it'll be a comfortable win for the v, for the bees here. Um, unbeaten in seven at home, won the last three in a row. I expect nothing but more of the same this weekend. Yeah, totally agree. Vieira to get stung by a bee. <laughs> I like it. Um, Brighton against Fulham then up next. 1.71 for Brighton, 4.2 for the draw, and 5.6 for Fulham. Um, I don't know about you. I, if I had to put anything on it, I think Brighton will probably win, but they're getting a little bit short for my liking here. They are. They're getting way too short. Way too short. I can't back them at 1.71. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like, I know I know they are good, but, you know, Fulham are no mugs. Uh, I think both teams to score 1.79 is a good way to play. Uh, the only thing that does concern me with that is, is Mitro's form. Uh, he's definitely gone off the boil a little bit, and that's totally okay. You know, most strikers go through 
excuse me, patches, and it's easy to uh, forget that you know he's newly promoted to the league again after a year or so away. So, yeah, um, both teams to score for me, but yeah, Brighton really short, really short. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, certainly, Brighton not not a team that I'd be putting on a putting on an accumulator. Um, yeah pre-match this weekend at that price you know <clears throat> this is what sixth against seventh in the in the league yeah. um fulham have got the seventh best away record so you know they're, they're no mugs away from home so yeah it's a big price of fulham at 5.6 but um yeah I, i'm not going to be touching that one in particular chelsea against southampton and up next 1.41 for chelsea 4.9 for the draw and 10.0 for uh, managerless Southampton. Obviously, Nathan Jones got sacked in midweek, uh, or was it the weekend, whenever it was, following that defeat against Wolves. So a big price to go away to Chelsea. Um, and again, here, I think Chelsea should probably win. Well, they definitely, I feel, should win. But I just don't trust Chelsea at the moment either, especially at 1.41. Crikey me. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I honestly don't have anything to say on this game at all. Chelsea to win because Southampton are worse than they are. But one point four. If you're putting money on Chelsea, you are mad. I think absolutely. Mad. I'm just looking. Yeah, I'm just looking at the prices on Matchbook. Chelsea are one point four one, but you can see how much money is being. Yeah, they are backed. That's the, they're the most backed team apart from uh, Man City which we'll get on to shortly and Man City are 1.35 but with form Chelsea 1.41 bloody hell they're playing like a dog's dinner right now this is just the volume of of money that's going on to Chelsea it's mad like just to read it out three and a half thousand pounds over has been been put on Chelsea at that price at the moment um compared to Brentford at the price you read out at 1.91 just 32 pounds (laughs) so (laughs) You know, it's a it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference, but um, yeah, no more to say on that no, particular one. Which, which brings us on to a very intriguing game next at three o'clock. It's Everton against Leeds. So two point six for Everton at home, three point four for the draw, and three point zero five for Leeds. Um, I was really convinced, wasn't I, last week that Everton were going to get something against the struggling Liverpool side. But in the end, um, Liverpool ended up running out fairly comfortable winners once they got their goal. Um, I think Everton will probably win again this weekend at home. Um, And I feel like the Goodison Park factor is really going to play into this combined with the fact that this Leeds manager search is still dragging on. And I think the longer it goes on, uh, the more people turn them down or, you know, don't go for it for whatever reason, I think the more leagues, leagues are going to suffer because of it. Um, but yeah, Everton at home, like with most of the sides at the bottom of the league, at homes where they're going to make a fortress and want to pick up their points, their crowd are going to make it as hostile and as tough to come to for visiting teams as possible. I think that's going to be the case again this weekend. Uh, we saw it in the Everton at home to Arsenal match where Everton won that 1-0. Um, yeah, Leeds struggling. Everton at, the, at a good price, I think, could get a win again here. Yes. Um, it's going to be an ugly game, I think. 
but yeah, Everton. Do you know what? I, I did, don't get me wrong, I had, I had a little uh, flutter on, on Everton just because of how bad Liverpool were. But I, I do wonder if we're getting a bit too sucked in by Dyche and one result where they won 1 0. I, I, I've been taken up by the vacuum cleaner. I've been spun around. I've been, yeah, and not let out. I do, I do wonder about that because, you know, there's there's this like feeling that he guarantees safety and he guarantees victories and he guarantees solidity and he guarantees goals from set pieces. I'm not sure reality is like that. He's taken over the lowest scoring team in the division. Um, mm. it, just, I, I'm not quite ready to start trusting him and Everton at the moment. They are playing a, a lead side with a third joint second uh, worst away record in the league. So that gives them an opportunity. And as you said, Tom, I, I do think we saw last season, didn't we? The fans get behind Lampard and kind of drag that club to safety. Maybe it'll be the same again this year, but I, I'm just a little bit, I think we, we need to put the brakes on a little bit. I want to see a, a little bit more before I start getting too excited. Yeah. Um, and I do think you raise a very valid point, like the whole attacking factor side of Everton, um, the lack of the goal threat, especially with Calvert-Lewin on the sidelines again. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be fit to play again this weekend. So they started, what, Ellis Sims in the last match yeah. to very little effect. Their other backup option is Neil Morpé. He's not got going whatsoever at Everton so far. Uh, since he moved there in the summer, they don't really score many goals from their their wide men either. You know, your Dwight McNeils or Wobies or whoever plays out wide. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it does worry me where Everton are going to get goals from. But I do think they might they, they could scrape scrape a one a KG one niller or something here with a goal from a, a centre back again or something like that. All right. So you're sucked in, and I I want to sit it out. Basically, yeah. I tell you what, though, the next game, yeah. I absolutely know what I want to back. So introduce. That, <laughs> um, it's Nottingham Forest at home to Man City, and I'm assuming you want to back Forest at ten point five, right? Yeah, yeah, massively. <laughs> uh, the draw is five point nine. Man City are one point three five. Yeah, so Man City just win this one, don't they? Unfortunately, yeah, they they do. Uh, they had the. The big game against Arsenal um, and the Champions League game with Forrest sandwiched in the middle. And I think a lot of people, and myself included as a Forrest fan, thought, ooh, maybe they might rest a few players. Maybe we, we might see a bit of rotation. But I think the news coming out of Forrest at the moment, you know, two centre-backs fit of the club. Um, you know, it, they're absolutely ravaged Forrest with injuries. It's... I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this at my club before. We, we've probably got 13, 14 of the 25-man mm-hmm. squad injured. Um, it's it's really worrying, to be honest with you. And I, fi- I will say, you know, against Man United, the two legs. So I'm going to go back a bit. The Bournemouth game away, a really bad first half. Uh, the Forest-Man uh, United semi-final home leg. They were okay, got a bit of a lesson. 3-0 probably flattered Manu a bit. The return leg, 2-0, no problems there. Leeds, they won 1-0 thanks to a Brennan Johnson wonder strike. 
There were moments there where Forrest were a bit ropey. I wouldn't say that was our best performance. And then against Fulham, you know, first half was pretty poor. Second half, we we put a bit of pressure on. Uh, didn't take any chances. Didn't look really like scoring that much. It hasn't been great. We all know about the fortress that is the city ground. You know, Forest have a good record at home. We do know that. You know, Forest have got a better home record than Brighton this season, for example. So it's a tough place to go, but Man City should go there and absolutely swap Forest aside. Yeah, I'll be so buzzing and so pleased if 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 we're wrong, but I can't see it. I think. I think Man City are a nice little easy accumulator booster, to be honest, this weekend um, at the price they are. Um, if you do, I just want to chuck something out there. If you do like uh, your boxing as well as your football, you could have a everything's going to go well for Nottingham uh, little bet on Saturday, which is Forrest to win and Lee Wood to win in the boxing. He's fighting later on the same evening um, at the Nottingham Arena uh, in a world title fight. <laughs> 30, 30 to 1 is the price for the double for everything to go well for Nottingham on Saturday. Interesting. Uh, not not <laughs> away at Yeovil in the National League as well. So, good yeah. have that on as yeah. well. What are we now? We're the, the football betting and boxing podcast, including the National League. We're branching Bloody out. Hell. It's taken us, what, six years or however long we're, but we're branching out. Finally. It, takes me long, it takes me long enough to research what we read out now. Never mind a sport I know nothing about and a whole new league. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Man City right. to walk. National, National League's easier. Wrexham will win, Notts County will win. <laughs> Just make anything else a free for all. <laughs> I think uh, one thing's for sure Man City to walk all over Forest and. For us to move on and just take the spanking, no problem. Yeah, uh, let's move on. And we spent a lot of time on that game, mm. <laughs> considering it's one point three five winner. Um, Wolves against Bournemouth then is our next and final three o'clock. One point seven one for Wolves, three point nine for the draw, and six point two for Bournemouth. Um, I just feel like whenever it comes to the Bournemouth section at the moment, we're just kind of reading out the same stuff, but yeah. adding an extra number onto it. So this week, it's no wins in nine without a clean sheet in nine. Uh, and they're going away to a Wolves side who have much improved recently. Um, they've won three of their last four games in the league, including that come from behind against Southampton. Uh, won their last two home games, beating Liverpool 3-0, beating West Ham 1-0. And yeah, for me, they, they win again. It's uh, I'd much rather back Wolves at this price than Brighton at the same price. Um, I'll definitely put it that way. Um, look, Bournemouth struggling away from home. They've they've lost seven in a row across all competitions. No wins away from home since they beat Forest on the third of September. Um, so yeah, they're in a tough spot right now. Um, does it get to a point where Gary O'Neill gets a sack for one last throw of the dice, do you reckon? It's got to be. Uh, you know how you just said we're reading out the same stuff every week? Well, every single week, I don't mean to be rude, but every week I read out that Gary O'Neill is the worst manager in this league by an absolute country mile. Um, yeah. And that still doesn't change for me. They're in trouble. They've got some new ownership. They spent some money in January, like, decent money like 50 mil 40 mil like 
everything else is gearing towards giving it a go, apart from Gary O'Neill, who has pretty much nosedived since he was given the uh, given the job. I mean, Tom, we're looking at five consecutive away games without a goal uh, for mm. Bournemouth. So my tip is Wolves and no, because Wolves have kept two home Premier League clean sheets. Um, that was sandwiched between... Uh, a 1-0 loss to Liverpool in the FA Cup, Harvey Elliott wonder goal uh, that separated them, but you know just conceded one in three home games. So Wolves and no is the tip for me, 2.68. I really do think that will come in. Okay, cool. I like that one. Uh, finally then for Saturday, 5.30, Newcastle against Liverpool, 2.62 for Newcastle, 3.6 for the draw and 2.88 for Liverpool to get the win. Um, a kind of tricky one here, really, isn't it? I guess how much do you value Liverpool's win in the Merseyside derby against Everton on Monday night? Um, is that going to kickstart the second half of their season? Or are they going to go back to type in a tough game away at St. James's Park? I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, to be honest with you. I'm not really sure which way this is going to go. I'm not on the fence. Not not one bit. Not one bit. Liverpool have a worse away record this season than Southampton. A worse away record than Wolves, etc., etc. Mm. If this was at Anfield, I would give them a chance. Absolutely. They've got a decent record at Anfield, but Newcastle haven't lost at home all season. Uh, they have won six and drew five, so there are a few draws in there. I am kind of leaning towards the draw, which is not something I usually do. Um, but yeah, 3.6, it's actually the, the line with the most amount of money on it from uh, punters on Matchbook by quite a distance. Um, I can't see Liverpool winning. I could see Newcastle avoiding defeat. Uh, and yeah, the kind of clean sheets have dried up a little bit uh, for Newcastle. I know because I had three defenders in my fancy team and it was carrying me for weeks. But that's mm. definitely stopped, let me tell you. So, yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe draw, to be honest with you, which is, again, not something I I typically tip up. Um, but, yeah, can't see Liverpool finding, you know, the motivation from a win against a struggling Everton side to then go out and, you know, go to St. James's Park and get a win. I just I just don't see how that makes sense. Yeah, follow the money. Follow the money. I'll go with the draw. Yeah. Um, I like it. Moving on to Sunday then, we've got two games to look through. Firstly, Manchester United against Leicester. 1.65 for United, 4.4 for the draw and 5.8 for Leicester. Uh, this is a Leicester side that haven't kept a clean sheet against Man U for 20 consecutive games. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bloody hell, what a stat that is! My <laughs> yeah, God. they're a, they're a Leicester side full of entertainment though. Um, and ag hell. again, I expect goals in this particular game. If it was the King Power, I'd give Leicester more of a chance. But as it's at Old Trafford, we know Manu are very very strong at home. Um, I think once again that they'll get another victory. But I think Leicester may get on the score sheet here. Um, Manu have scored at least two goals in the last seven games across all competitions, home and away. Um, if we just isolate the home games, they've won six of the last seven um, in the league, that is. 
uh, drawing one against Leeds when they came back from two all that two nil down. Uh, but yeah, for me, Manu to win over two point five or Manu to win both teams to score. Uh, they're the two that I'll go for. Three point two is the price for Manu to win and both teams to score. The sixteenth of October was the last time Manu didn't score in a game. Uh, yeah, mm. they are on fire. Obviously, Marcus Rashford at the moment is one of the best players in the league right now. Um, yep. Yeah, Leicester just all over the place at the back. I, I agree with you, mate. Goals in this game, you know, and uh, they definitely always carry a threat with Madison. I don't think they do without. But uh, yeah, Manu will get the job done. Right, finally then, Tottenham against West Ham. 1.9 for Spurs, 3.9 for the draw and 4.4 for West Ham United. Um, I hope Tottenham win because, you know, being Forest fans, we need West Ham to keep dropping points. But they're an absolute conundrum, this side. I, they, What we like as betting people is re- a bit of reliability, a bit of consistency. Tottenham beat Man City... Followed up by shipping four to Leicester. Then, you know, they lost again in the Champions League in midweek. Don't know whether I'm coming or going with them. To- totally agree. Um, I'm not a Serie A expert, but I do listen to uh, a European-flavoured podcast to try and keep up to date with the top four European leagues. And by all accounts, Milan have been diabolical this season as defending Serie A champions. They've really dropped off. So that's an alarming loss for me. And, yeah, I'm I'm not ready to go anywhere near Tottenham. I don't know if they're going to score goals. I don't know if they're going to keep clean sheets. I don't know if West Ham can score. I don't know if West Ham can keep a clean sheet. Like, I thought long and hard about how to get something out of this game that I'd feel confident tipping and a show that's available to the public. <laughs> and I didn't come up with anything, to be honest with you. It scares the life out of me. No, and that's absolutely fine. Sometimes the best bet is no yeah. bet. Uh, and I think that's definitely the case here. Yeah, so uh, obviously championship coming up shortly, but just want to remind everyone to uh, say thanks really to our sponsors Matchbook and consider signing up as a new account because if you do and you use TFB Podcast as the promo code, you're going to get a money back as a free bet if your first bet loses uh, offer. So, for example, if you do fancy Forest against Man City, when you want a little bit of a cushion, open an account with Matchbook, put your money down, and then if Forrest inevitably lose 5-0, instead of losing your money, you'll get that back as a free bet to be able to use uh, towards something else. So great interface, really quick, sleek website. Uh, would reckon, recommend checking out Matchbook.com and consider signing up. Yep, absolutely well said. So let's... Um take a little pit stop at the championship. I don't know what you've got in your sheet to read out, but yeah, I've got just <laughs> just one thing that I like. Um, so I'll go first. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> and you can fill in any, any gaps afterwards. Um, I know you like this one as well. Yeah. It's Middlesbrough at home to QPR. This for me is is by far the most obvious, obvious pick in the championship this weekend. It's the shortest price pick in the league, but it's uh, it's that way for good reason. Middlesbrough are the exact opposite of, of Tottenham. They're a model of consistency. Uh, five consecutive wins in a row at home in the championship, home and away. Um, eight wins in their last nine games, just one defeat 
amongst all that away at Sunderland. So, yeah, you know, it's seeing them go all the way up to third in the league. They're four points behind Sheffield United, although they have played a game more. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't see what's not to like about Middlesbrough here. And considering the fantastic run that they're on, and we will touch on QPR and how bad they are as well, um, really struggling. One win in their last nine games away from home uh, in general. No wins since they beat Preston on the 17th of December in the Championship. So in a very tough spot, um, you know, this is a team that was in the red, in the, look, this is a team that was in the playoffs uh, under Michael Beale. They're now in 17th. You know, they're only nine points, ho- hovering nine points above the relegation zone and they played a game more. So I'm not going to say they're going to get relegated. I don't think they will, but you know, they, they've fallen a long way over the last few months and, we're there for the taking, and I think Middlesbrough, you could probably go on the handicap here. Minus one, minus two. Cameron Archer was an absolute joy to watch in midweek. Love Cameron Archer. I have a weird fantasy about Cameron Archer signing for Forest and doing the whole Robin Hood marketing play. I think that'd be bloody brilliant. Uh, I like yeah. that. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it. Uh, okay, Tom, I think... You're missing an absolutely glaringly obvious one, and I, I'd like to know why you didn't pick it at the end. One of the well, best championship sides we've ever seen are priced at 2.14 this weekend. It's Burnley. Oh, that's not glaringly obvious. It is. It no, is, because no. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Um, they're one of the best teams I've ever seen at this level by an absolute mile. The only team I remember in recent memory would probably leads under Bielsa, but even I think even this Burnley team would beat them. Um, they haven't lost in the last eleven games. They didn't win last time out, but they scored in like the ninety-sixth minute or whatever to rescue a point against Watford. Uh, I just can't ignore Burnley. I can't come on this pod and say I'll back Burnley wherever they go at whatever price. See them over evens and not read it out. They've got the best attack in the league. They've got the joint best defence in the league. They've got the best away record in the league. They're top of the form table last eight games. And they're top of the real table with a seven-point cushion on second and a, what's that, a 15-point gap on third. Now, let's have a look at Luton. Luton, Kenilworth Road, such a tough place to go. Well, statistically, Swansea is a tougher place to go. Statistically, Bristol City is a tougher place to go. Statistically, Coventry City and Reading are tougher places to go than Kenilworth Road. And yeah, Luton are in fourth. And they look like they might be able to to make the playoffs yet again. You know, let's patronise them and give a pat on the back or a little old Luton doing a good job. But this is the next level with Burnley. I can't ignore them at this price, mate. I really can't. I just think... Luton, they've won a third of their home games, like I said. And I just think Burnley are too good. I think it'll be a draw, this game. Um, if you wanted my take on I it. I did, I'd, yeah, I wanted you to. I, I, know, I know Luton, you're saying statistically, there are other places that are tougher Swansea places to City, go. And that, that's true. And that's true. But they have only lost one in the last 11 at home. Um, Luton do tend to, to draw a fair share of their matches at home, which is why that statistic is is maybe a little bit misleading, I'd say. Um, and Burnley haven't been... They've been good 
away from home, but they, they've not been exemplary. You know, they have thrown in a few league, wobblies. Man. They've thrown in a few wobblies. They've conceded oh, five away to Sheffield What more can do you want from them? Look, look, I, 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 I don't know. It's a fantastic price if Burnley win. But Mate, don't let me set off my championship price of the weekend klaxon because I'll do it. <laughs> Look, it's it's a scary game. It's a scary game. Um, but okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Any more though? Uh, no. I did. I did toy with Norwich away at Wigan, but I think Maloney has, has tightened up Wigan, uh, and it, it's just turned me off a little bit. But yeah, sorry, Championship fans. Absolutely shocking docket this weekend. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> we'll go to um, League One then. Go on, get us kicked off with what you like in League I One. I think League One is probably my favourite league of the season. I think. Yeah. I agree with yeah. you. And it, it was it was this way last season as yeah. well, I remember, because the league was kind of so split out into you've got a, a batch of really good teams that are pretty consistent against the poorer sides. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, okay, well, I'll get us kicked off with, I mean, with Shrewsbury. I have to. 2.44 they are. Um, I think some Shrewsbury fans, and you cannot... You know, you cannot moan about this. They're they're in eighth right now and they're looking up at the playoffs, right? And a hundred percent they should do, they should dream, they should think that they can gate crash the top six of all the big boys like Derby and Ipswich and, and all those kind of teams. I just they've just been playing some really bad teams, I think. Uh they drew the last time out, but before that I think it was six wins in a row. So they haven't lost in mm. seven games, winning six of them. And they've beaten Cambridge, who are really struggling. MK Don struggling. Forest Green struggling. Oxford struggling. Port Vale, they're in decent shape, but Shrewsbury beat them. They drew away at Exeter 0-0 in midweek. Uh, that's still a decent result, I'd say. Exeter's, you know, uh, they're a very handy side who trouble a lot of teams. And they're coming up against Accrington Stanley, you know, they, they're they one of these strugglers. They haven't won their last five games. They're in 20 seconds. They're in real danger of going down this season. They've scored just one goal in their last four matches. I just think this is, the, this is what Shrewsbury do. Shrewsbury will go there. They will get the win. They will fuel the, the promotion party juices that, you know, the fans are, are craving right now and everyone will get excited. I think ultimately... They'll start playing uh, some more difficult teams in the next couple of weeks, and we might not be able to get them at, at these prices winning. So let's back them one more time at 2.44 away at one of the poorer sides in the league right now. Yep, yeah, definitely like that one. Um, and they're the kind of price where even if you're not quite convinced, you could probably stick them on a double chance in your accumulators and um, boost it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, as we say that... that um, I can't find the price for double chance right now. Da, da, da. Uh, here we go. 1.37 for double chance, Shrewsbury or draw. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit short, but 
it can boost those accumulators quite comfortably, I think. Um, let's talk about Plymouth at home to Fleetwood. Plymouth, they are short, 1.63. They're away, sorry, they're at home to a Fleetwood side who are um, they're a bit kind of hit and miss on the road. Um, but Plymouth are fantastic at home, and that's where this tip is coming from. So out of 15 home games played in the league this season, Plymouth have won 14 uh, and lost just one, scoring an average of over two goals a game. And if they can keep that up again this weekend, um, that should be more than enough to see them through against the Fleetwood side, who can be sticky, uh, can be a tricky opponent to play against. You know, Sheffield Wednesday have found that out. Uh, but yeah, I think Plymouth away is a tough place to go, as we've just read out. and. Plymouth should have more than enough, I think. Let's spend a, a similar amount of time on Sheffield Wednesday against MK Dons. It is a short price. They're 1.43. Um, just, I just don't know really what you guys need me to read out that isn't blatantly obvious. Sheffield Wednesday, you know, comfortably sat in second in the league, looking up, putting pressure on Plymouth, two points uh, off the top with a game in hand. And then we got MK Dons in the relegation battle. One point uh, clear of uh, Morecambe, but they've played a game more. They're just going away against the, the second hardest place to go in the league, uh, in Hillsborough. they got the third best attack, the best defence. They've been on absolutely unbelievable form. I uh, don't think they've lost anything in uh, 2023 so far. It's yeah, it's not something we need to dwell on too long. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday should win very comfortably, one point four three. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to chuck a, one out at a big price. Morecambe at home to Peterborough, four point six mm. is a price for the Shrimpers. Okay. Um, Jekyll and Hyde at Morecambe at home, really good. Away from home. Horrendous. They've got the worst away, re- away record in the league. Uh, won just one of their fifteen games at home, though. They, you know, they they seem to be sparking into life. I read this out on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but they're unbeaten at home in the league since uh, the eighth of October. So in that game, it, sorry, in that time, they've won five and drawn four of their games since that that defeat. Uh, including scoring five on a couple of occasions against Bristol Rovers and Burton Albion. Uh, four of their last five home games have resulted in victories. Uh, just a one draw against Forest Green, and I believe that was last weekend. So, yeah, this is a strong home side in Morecambe um, against an away side in Peterborough, who generally don't travel very well at all. They've lost nine of their 15 away games this season. Um, far from good. On the road, I, uh, I just don't think with Peterborough's away record, how good Morecambe are playing at home, Peterborough justifiably one point seven two favourites here. Just don't see it. I think that's fair, very fair. Uh, okay, I'm going to visit Barnsley. I feel like Barnsley get overlooked sometimes, even by people like us, Tom. I feel like just in general, anyone who puts their opinion on football out there into the public about League One. I just I just never hear Barnsley get discussed. Mm. I think maybe it's because they're like unfashionable and 
not as big and flashy as Wednesday and and Bolton and Derby and Ipswich, but you know they're they're a really good side. They really are. They're in sixth. They've got a. I mean, the games are all over the place in League to uh, League One. They've got some teams play twenty nine, some have played thirty two. It's a bit of a mess, but they're in that final playoff spot right now. Uh, they're going away to Cheltenham in midweek. Uh, Cheltenham stopped the rot. Uh, it was six games without a win before midweek, and they went away at Cambridge and won two one. I wouldn't read too much into that personally. I think Cambridge are in an absolute tailspin. Before that, Cheltenham hadn't scored for three consecutive games, uh, two nil-nil draws in that time. Uh, so I suppose they haven't been too leaky. But going forward, not enough. And Barnsley, I'm really impressed with Barnsley. They just continue to keep doing their thing. Devante Cole is now up to seven for the season. Him and Norwood have got a nice little partnership up there, even though... Uh, uh, you know, that might not be the most prolific, but Adam Phillips, Jordan Williams, they're the guys that, that supply the uh, attacking flair, I would say, uh, whenever I've caught Barnsley highlights. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really interested in Barnsley. I think they get overlooked a lot um, in terms of their away record. It's the third best in the league. It's better than Plymouth. It's better than Wickham, Bolton, Derby, like all these teams who are supposedly better than than Barnsley or kind of get more media coverage. I still do believe in Michael Duff. I think he's got a, a good future in the game at, at particularly EFL level. And uh, yeah, I, I would back Barnsley here at a nice price. Don't think I read it out. Maybe I did. I don't know. 2.14. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, no more in League One from me. Uh, just a quick nod to the shortest price I think we've, I've seen in League One. All season, Ipswich one point two five at home to Forest Green Rovers. Uh, they'll, I'm sure they'll probably win that. But it's a very, I don't even, very Pitt, short I don't even know. They've won eight at home and drew six. Like mm. I don't know, and they've not won in five games. That I wouldn't be going anywhere near that. No thanks. Oh no, absolutely not. Nowhere. Go, please, nobody go anywhere near it. Who's <laughs> listening to this show? Don't go anywhere near it. Way too short. Yeah. Uh, not worth it. But. Yep. Anyway, League Two then, shall we? Um, I'll get kicked off with a short one. Won't spend too much time on it. It's League Leaders, Leighton Orient. They're at home to Crawley Town. They're priced at 1.56 for the victory. Uh, best home record in the league, Leighton Orient. 12 wins out of the 16 games they've played at home. And Crawley, uh, worst performing away team in the league. They haven't won yet away from home in the 14 games that they've played. Uh, shipping 25 goals in the process. So they're not a team that tends to get battered away from home, but they clearly just don't win. Um, so, yeah, best home record in the division against the worst away, away record in the division. And after a little period where we weren't quite sure about Leighton Orient, they got the heebie-jeebies a little bit, little rough patch. Uh, they've now won three of the last four games uh, home and away. So I think it's safe to say they're back. Uh, and they're going to rubber stamp their promotion to League One you know, in the coming weeks and months. But um, yeah, for this weekend, I expect nothing more than a comfortable three points for them. I think we're going to fall out here. I think we're we're really going to kind of bash heads because um, we spoke okay. off air. Yeah, we spoke <laughs> off air, and and I had no idea you felt this way about this club. 
Okay. And uh, you can share with the profit chasers after how you feel. But I personally think Gillingham are going to get a win at Rochdale. Uh, the Jills are priced at 2.72, so it's, it's pretty juicy. Um, I really wish we had a bit more away form to go off recently. Uh, not the best, I'll be honest with you, on the road recently. In their last three games, they've lost to Mansfield, drew to Swindon, which I think is good, and beat a resurgent Colchester, which I think that's good as well. But, you know, we go back um, before then, and it is pretty bleak. But my, my thought is that Rochdale are officially, in terms of league position, and just in general, the worst team in League 2, therefore the worst team in the EFL. Not one in six games. Uh, they have won just five of 31 matches that they've played at home. They've lost 10 of 15. They've only scored 12 goals in that time. It's, it's unbelievably bleak for, uh, for Rochdale. And it's looking like they are going to slip out of the Football League. Gillingham, as we know, for anyone who doesn't listen regularly... You know, it's time to reset your, your minds, what you think about Gillingham when you look at the league table. Uh, they have had some investment. They brought in some very respectable figures to support Neil Harris. They got some really eye-catching signings for League Two. They are not the fourth worst team in League Two that the league table would suggest. So a lot of the stats that you look at, you know, away form or that kind of stuff, you kind of have to write it off because it was almost a completely separate team and club that were competing uh, up until January. Now they are upwards and mobile and, and pulling away from danger. So this is less on, wow, Gillingham are so good on the road, to bloody hell, Rochdale are, are really bad. So, yeah, 2.72 for the Jills. Hate Gillingham. Hate them, uh, as you touched on. Yeah, I feel like every time I put them in an accumulator... They don't win. Every time I don't touch them, they win. Um, so they'll no doubt win this weekend because I'm not going anywhere near them for the rest of the Lovely. season. Um, and to to expand upon that, they let me down um, for an accumulator last weekend that would have won 250 quid. So lovely. In January, they let me down for an accumulator that would have returned £4,000 on a sevenfold. I, under I understand. I hate this yeah, team. No, I, I, I get it. I do get it. I do get it. But I I can see them winning this weekend. And, and if I see that, even your personal thoughts considered, I have to read it out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on from them. Uh, let's look at... Um, it's, it's not a strong tip I certainly won't be putting any great sums of money on this one but it's a big price and it's a team that I really like at the moment it's Colchester I feel like we've read them out a lot in recent oh weeks my God. you're going to go against reason. my Carlisle boys yeah I'm going to do it I'm going to go against your Carlisle boys you know, this is Colchester away at Carlisle they're priced at 3.9 for the win and there's just a couple of reasons why I think this is at least worth a double chance um, if you're going to be a bit more risk-averse. Colchester on the road in League 2. They've won the last five consecutive games, beating Gillingham, 
Go on, Colchester. Harrogate, Rochdale, Hartlepool and Grimsby. Um, so that collection of sides isn't exactly the creme de la creme with all due respect of League Two. But five games away from home winning in a row is is very applaudable. And Carlisle recently, I, I don't know what's happened, but they lost to Harrogate at the start of the month. Uh, 1-0 at home, which was a surprise result. I think that might have cost us a treble, if I remember right. Let me just have a look. Uh, they, followed, they followed that up by drawing a blank against AFC Wimbledon. And then last weekend, or sorry, in midweek, they lost 4-0 at home to Mansfield. So this is a side who were on really good form, especially at home. They've now not scored for three consecutive games. Losing two, including the last two home games. They're playing a Colchester side full of confidence. Five away wins in a row. I think this could be an outside one here. 3.9. That could be, you know, a a glossed over one this weekend. I I like your memory. Saturday the 4th of February. Middlesbrough win. Bolton win. Carlisle lost. So... I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember these teams. I, I hold a grudge. Can you tell? Yeah. I, no, I do. I believe in Carlisle. I do like what Colchester are doing, but the reason I didn't have it down is because uh, exactly what you said. Uh, they're beating some bloody rubbish teams, and I don't think Carlisle are that, even though they're playing badly. However, I'm about to contradict myself, and the football betting podcast nation is is going to collapse in shock. But we're going to revisit Bradford. They're against Barrow at home. <laughs> and That's so funny. That's so funny because I was doing my research thinking, I think Bradford might win this weekend. And then I thought, no, nah, they're banned. I can't do it. I can't do it. And you've just gone and they, done it. They anyway. are banned. <laughs> they're on the dartboard. Um, they, I, when I made that graphic on Twitter of all the teams we don't trust, Bradford were in the they were the bullseye of the dartboard. <laughs> but but here we are. Um, they are priced at two point zero six. Again, this this is a lot to do with their opponents. Barrow, um, Barrow were flirting with the playoffs not long ago. Now they're in fourteenth. Uh, Pete Wild's side just kind of fell off. They haven't won in six games. Losing four of them. Uh, Bradford haven't lost in five. Winning their last two and drawing the uh, the other three consecutively before that. It's just, it's two good wins, Tom. Stevenage away. That's massive. Massive. Stevenage away. That's huge. They win into that off the back of no wins in four, four games. And they were 2-0 down. And they managed to bring it back. And then they followed that up. And so after the Stevenage game, you're thinking, yeah, Bradford do this. They just get these results and then they go and lose. That's just what they do. But they beat Tranmere in midweek. They beat them 2-0. Tranmere aren't great, but they're certainly not the worst team in the league. They're in that like mid-table kind of vibe. And I'm just looking at Barrow and I'm just thinking, yeah, like Bradford can beat Barrow. But Bradford have to beat Barrow. Like it's just they they just have to. They they really do have to beat Barrow. They're top of the form table over the last eight games, along with your boys, Cole U. Like I'm I know I'm kinda of going against everything I've said about Bradford, but you know, we're looking at a good team on a good run at home 
with balls over evens against a team in absolute turmoil. And if it wasn't Bradford, we'd be backing them. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, and I think they'll, they'll win, but we'll see. We'll see if they really belong on that dartboard, won't we? If they, if they lose this weekend 100%. or don't win this weekend. If they don't win this weekend, <laughs> they are absolutely done. Forever. Not my words. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to follow that up by picking my final team in League 2 and it's another team that I think is on the dartboard which is Salford um, they're pretty good at home at least anyway they've won four of the last five at home uh, wins coming against Northampton Sutton Walsall and Rochdale so with the exception of Rochdale they've beaten three sides in the top half of the league there that are good solid sides I'd say um, so they're on strong home form which we like tick Swindon lost all of their away games this calendar year. So that's good. And it just feels like to me with Swindon, um, I'm not 100% clued up on what's going on, to be honest with you, but I see videos on social media of Charlie Austin arguing with the fans at the end of the game. Uh, There seems to be quite a lot of unrest at the moment in the Swindon camp, um, particularly from, from the fans towards the team. Um, yeah, they they've lost four of the last six games, winning just one in in twenty twenty three. So they're on a poor run of form, um, and I think Salford's a tough place to go, as I've read out when you're on a poor run of form. So yeah, whilst things don't quite seem all happy in the camp at Swindon, happy to to back another dartboard team in in Salford this weekend. I know Salford are on the dartboard, and I bloody backed them in midweek, didn't I? And they. Yeah, bloody let did. me down. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't have any more. I don't know if you do. No, that's it. So let's uh, recap the winning treble, shall we, from last week, and bring you this week's. Treble. Yeah, twelve point one eight, brilliant win. Um, Sheffield United, they got it done very comfortably, three uh, 0 for us against Swansea. That was great. Uh, mm-hmm. The other two legs were very hairy. Shrewsbury managed to get the job done for us against Port Vale. They won 3-2. And Wolves, good old Wolves, they scored in injury time. I was genuinely about to text you and just say, bloody hell, let us down by one team, second week in a row, because the week before was the Carlisle game you mentioned. And I I was frustrated and angry. And then it came up and flashed on my phone. They'd scored. And then I waited because we're all trained now to wait for like a VAR check. So I went on Twitter to make sure that it was a legit goal and it wasn't, you know, offside by a, a toenail or whatever. And uh, and here we are, 12.18. And as you said at the top of the show, it's great Twitter form as well. So uh, we're in a really good spot for this week's treble. Yep. And it's another one that I'm confident in. Um so it's going to be Brentford at home to Crystal Palace, Wolves at home to Bournemouth, and Middlesbrough at home to QPR. The treble pays uh, currently on Matchbook 5.23. So yeah, £10 is Apple Stick would return you 52 quid. Um, look, we've got three strong home teams there against three struggling away teams. It, it looks, I don't want to jinx it, but this looks solid again. It does look pretty solid. It does. Again, you know, you never know, but 
we're on good form. Uh, I think it's worth saying, you know, for any new listeners as well, like, yes, we're on good form. Yes, we're plucking out winners left, right and centre. Yes, it might carry on again this weekend, but we don't want you back in this blind. Please take five, ten minutes, just have a look at the teams. Make sure you're gambling responsibly. Make sure you put your own thought process into it. If you don't think Middlesbrough are going to win, don't put them on just because we've read it out. You know, this is, you know, we're not complete and utter experts. We just take a bit more time and effort than the average person into putting research in, and we've been doing it a long time. That's all. So just a little note, I think it's worth saying before anyone starts, you know, back in uh, the trebles blindly. But on a positive note, well, it's never a positive for me and you, but let's move on to fancy football and have a look at how everyone else is doing because it, it's not the best. Again, you know, I got 65 points. The average was 42. I went down again. Yeah, exactly the same. Uh, although, big news, Ooh. I've broken into the top 200 wow, 199th. <laughs> so, yeah, that was good. That was That's good. I'm pleased with that. But yeah, other than that, crap crap game. Whatever. Rubbish. Hate it. Can't wait for it to end. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, we should read out the top 10. Tim Warner. Kenneth Mayer, Neil McCloy, David Arias, Danny Whiteman, Chris Postings, Dan Pinsker, Tola AW, Johan Ekstrom, and Pat Ravenhall. Pat's still top. He's got a decent lead now. It's like 60-ish points. So, yeah, uh, if you want to join the league, you can. You need a current team with the uh, official Premier League app, and then you can uh, join the league. Just ask for it on Twitter. Uh, follow us as well, T underscore FB podcast. I'll get you the code. And if you're not interested in fancy football, that's fine. Please just give us a follow on Twitter. Um, I'll be honest with you. We're doing really well in a pod sense. We're doing really well on Twitter. I'm really trying to put really good content out of there. And we got four new followers this week. I wanted way more than that. So help us out, please. That's fair. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to touch on before we move on from fantasy football. Fair play to me and you, because we've both got 65 points. You have to scroll down to 48th place in the league to find someone who got more points than us. Oh, big up us. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody wants any tips for this week, you know where to come. <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, just to echo what Tom says, please do get in touch on, on social media or give us a follow. And we'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to give us a rating or review if you're feeling extra kind wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, we'd um, all the five star ratings that we can get will obviously help us out with the, all the algorithms and uh, reaching new new people. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show anyway, guys. Uh, good luck for the bets you put on for this weekend. Hopefully we can stay lucky and Get another winner in the bank and we'll see you again same time next week.